0: Let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen masks will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask. Be sure to adjust your own mask. hello 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 everyone welcome to the Holy holilopy podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality this is your favorite host vernon t scott also known as slater jackson and also known as for you freaking motherfuckers out there sebastian's adams on today's episode we will be discussing no facts no film no old people and i am blessed with the divine motherfucker himself divannon how are you doing today Hey bitch. <laughs> You're looking fabulous. The smile is smiling and looking gorgeous. <laughs> uh i'm so grateful to have you with me on the holiloquy podcast uh and i'm just grateful that you had the time to be with us um just before we even get into the nitty-gritty of the conversation do you mind introducing yourself oh speaking of which before i even get deep down into shit because i know he probably gonna bring this up and i probably i don't know when this ep- the episode released um but y'all already know the conversation happened that I'm getting my um plus size lingerie from this motherfucker, his shop, because he got the stuff that I need and that I want. So y'all, y'all bet his his stuff is going to be in the fucking show notes already. But yeah, y'all just need to know that's where it's coming from. Do it, do what you need to do and just purchase from this motherfucker because he got the looks and I'm here for it. Other than that, who are you the man? <laughs>
1: I'm going to give you the same answer God gave Moses from the burning bush, bitch. I am that I am. So (laughs) (laughs) on Mondays, on Mondays, i write music. On Tuesdays, i work on my own podcast, which is called Sex, Drugs, and Jesus. On Wednesdays, I work on the store you, you just referenced, which is Down Under Apparel, which is a retail store with lingerie and sportswear for men, women, and everything in between, honey, and on the outside, too. Then on Thursdays, I write books, bitch. It's <laughs> so.
0: Yes. And I'm reading one of those books, which is also named after your podcast, Sex, Drugs, and Jesus. And if y'all are out here purchasing, which you should be uh okay there's inflation and shit prices is high but in anyways, you still should be purchasing this motherfucker's uh products and everything that he does because his book is great i'm listening to it meaning there's audio book i'm also reading it which means there's a print version so y'all motherfuckers go ahead and get both i love the engagement here
1: <laughs> oh, yes i like to give people the options motherfuckers need options and choices and things during these is times. It might be inflation, but honey, honey, I can meet you halfway,
0: ain't it? <laughs> Speaking of which, because we do need to get into this conversation, but we're not. What is your book about? My book
1: is is well, it's a memoir. It covers the first forty years of my life, and it goes from me getting the shit kicked out of me when I was a kid to getting the shit kicked out of me in the military during Don't Ask and Don't Tell for me being thrown out of church for not being straight. Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas. Joe Lowstein. I always like to call that nigga out on his bullshit because he ain't that nice behind closed doors. Ooh. And... <laughs> and... um. And then it covers, you know, me becoming a drug dealer after I got kicked out of Lakewood and how I became homeless and getting HIV, you know, then we get into the road to recovery and climbing back up, you know, from being a janitor to scrubbing the floors and shit and piss and all of that, to doing all of those things I just told you, because now I am that I am.
0: (laughs) Yeah, But
1: before, I wasn't all that. It was like in the Bible, in the book of uh, Ruth you know we got Naomi she's you know she lost all this when she came back to Jerusalem she said don't call me Naomi call me Mara I left out it full and I came back empty that's how I was when I left Houston I went there full I had my church I had my money and everything when I left I was on the Greyhound bus and that's all I had to my name was the bus ticket Mm.
0: (laughs) God, if y'all like a testimony, you better, you better go ahead and get that damn book. That's all I'm saying. Look, uh, I will say one thing. Uh, was it Evangelist Nelson? She spoke yeah. the word for you. She spoke the yeah. word for you. I, I just uh, came across that passage uh, the other day, and I was like, oh, girl, yes, you better. I see you in your own business, and you... <laughs> It, it it took a long road, but I, I see that you're out here prospering uh as much as you can and I love to see it.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate I appreciate you saying that.
0: Yes, yes. Now to get into this topic uh <laughs> of no fats, no film, no old people. Uh first off, what are your thoughts about those um that labeling or just that concept in general? <laughs>
1: Well, all three can apply to me. Now I'm about to be 40 years old in this December, but you know, sometimes when you're dealing with some of these little motherfuckers, you know, online or whatever, they try to act like 40 is knocking against the grave and shit. And, you know, they really need <laughs> to sit down somewhere. You know, I have struggled against with weight. All my life has been up and down. I've been as high as 250 pounds and as low as 127, you know, and so I've had to deal with people telling me I'm too fat. I've had to deal with them telling me I'm too skinny. Um, and then I'm, you know, I'm not the most effeminate person, but I wouldn't run around calling myself masculine either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so I've had to deal with discrimination and ire from people. You're too girly. You're too big. You're too old. You know, all of these things. Nothing to do with who I am.
0: Mm. Uh, nobody... Um... I think there's just like a lack of really wanting to figure out who a person really is, because that makes you have to reflect on yourself. Because when you realize that you're not trying to figure out who a person is, you have that reckoning that, oh shit, I'm, I, I'm shallow as fuck. I, I have no depth to me. I don't, I don't want to go anywhere that, involves digging deep into anybody else's relationship their history anything like that because i'm only focusing focusing on myself
1: right so and people will say look i only want a surface level relationship i want meaningless sex whatever the fuck that's supposed to be you know people will actually be like i i only want to go so far now Mm -hmm. what's holding them back fear trepidation some sort of trauma from their past that you know to be knowingly and willfully shallow you know where are you really hiding from
0: what are you trying to stay safe from mm. <laughs> you know? that's that's a good that's that's a good question what 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 really are you hiding from like even when I think about myself and my history with um like either hooking up with people or uh, probably my um sexual relationships are uh romantic relationships uh i've always been that person willing to be open with other people and listen to them understand them allow them to be com- comfortable and then you always get that barrier of i'm i'm not i'm not ready to go that deep or i'm too afraid to um go that deep why Why are you so against allowing somebody to love you the way that you want to be loved?
1: Mm -hmm. And you see that right there is what holds us back from fulfilling our lives, our destinies, our relationships is fear. So many damn people are single or in and out of relationships. It's not that you're a bad kisser or you can't fuck right. It's because you have fear in your soul and that's not a good vibration to be running around with and that tends to close doors for you. Mm. child.
0: Oh, I'm glad I'm not trying to close no doors anytime soon. <laughs> uh, well, there's some that do need to be closed because that, you know, you, you, you anyways. So uh, one of the things that we uh, were discussing within our intake meeting was shame on dating apps, uh, or even the feelings of shame while being on dating apps. Uh, and those three things that makes up the title of this topic are some things that I I've seen so much on dating apps, uh, even shame in terms of like bottom shaming or uh, just uh, shaming anything that may be presented as feminine versus uh, acceptance of it, uh, all things masculine, just shame in general.
1: Well, you know, as we discussed on my show and y'all, Vernon was on my show and it just released today. So <laughs> right on over there. And uh catch, you know, what he had to say and the tea he had to share. And we rebuked the bottom shaming in the name of Jesus. what <laughs> We, we rebuked it. And we when we taught all the little bottoms out there how to clean their assholes out and how to talk back to those, you know, people who were trying to make them feel ashamed for getting shit on dicks, you know, blood on dicks or whatever the hell might end up on there. So we fought against that shit. We (laughs) be no shame
0: right (laughs) none at all like if you people should be welcome and uh just open to just the experience of it all when it comes to whoever you find attractive it's like no one's saying that you have to be attracted to everybody for whatever reasons because you know uh, what is it political correctness no not at all but you don't have to present yourself in a way that you're just shaming everybody because you feel as though everyone fit that one category that all fat people are smelly or that they um, have small penises or that they're messy people, whatever, or all film people are just extremely extra and all that. It's never the case because I know uh, plenty of fem- uh, feminine people who are very chill. Uh, who don't like people who's all out and about and everything like that the holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression when it comes to sexual expression we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually for those who have not learned this by now the stuff you see in porn is not real Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss includes kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy Podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. Feminine people who are very chill, uh, who don't like people who's all out and about and everything like that. They just like to keep to themselves because that's what happens. People are a huge spectrum of identity. And a lot of people don't want to move past that concept of, okay, maybe somebody might actually break that norm.
1: My mind keeps going back, Vernon, to what's wrong with the person perpetrating the negativity. Mm -hmm. So when you don't want to, someone out there doesn't want to accept somebody for who they are, or at least be neutral about how someone is, you don't have to draw a negative conclusion. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a reflection of what's abiding inside of that broken person, as I heard a wise woman say long ago, you can't give away what you don't have. And so if you are not happy, healthy, whole, and accepting of yourself, then you're inevitably going to go out there and find problems with all kinds of people. The issue is never going to be you. You know, it's always, she's he's too femme, she's too fat, they're too this, they're too that, but not me. You know, I'm good to go. No, you can't find that many problems with that many different people and you be totally legit and cool. The devil mm-hmm. is a liar.
0: <laughs> and is, <laughs> And that actually uh, makes me think about another thing that we were talking about, and that's like the uh, stigma, stigmatization of other people, uh, where we uh, make caricature, uh, caricatures of other individuals um, that we just think this is who they're supposed to be um that can even be within sexual roles um like oh all tops have to do this all bottoms have to do that all verse have to do that all women have to do this all men have to do that uh and then we get to a point where it's all becomes a stigma whenever you do anything outside of that
1: you know that's that's the way a lot of you know that's the way many people frame their life Mm -hmm. you know everything is relative to them as opposed to just everything exists in its own space The only thing we share is the ground we walk on, and the air we breathe, and the sunlight and the moonlight. You know, most of your shit is within your own personal bubble. You know, and things, you know, things like that. So, it's about perspective, and perspective, Mm -hmm. as you and I, Vernon, know, is everything. Mm -hmm. And so, so she, so she's fat. Why does it have to be bad? She can be fat, but she don't have to be into it. Even though, like, she's fat not my thing, but, you know, go girl. But some people will go so far as to be like, um, okay, we're going to have an orgy. Only the skinny people can come. No fat people can even be in the room. Mm. You know, no black people can be in the room. No film people. Can... It's like they're trying to put together the perfect porn scenario, you know, where you got nothing but six packs and little bubble butts running around, um, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but you know, where are we getting this framework from? Why do we think it, you know, has pornography warped our minds? Have we, where have we gotten this vain, shallow thinking
0: from where it's coming from? See who you are leading this show because the next thing that I was going to bring up is like the impact of media and how media really does uh, uh, impact our perceptions of reality and how uh, certain images that we see, we oft- often portray as being negative because it's often seen as such. Like, um, you know, even uh, outside of media, uh, the way that we've been raised by our parents, like I remember growing up learning that big people are a- always jolly because you know, you got St. Nicholas, Santa Claus, whatever you want to call the motherfucker. He's a fat, <laughs> jolly man. So every big person is a fat, jolly man like fucking santa claus fuck that motherfucker i don't know that nigga like (laughs) but like for real like when you think about media perception of how you should express yourself sexually um there's always that one like i i don't like like i can do rough sex if i'm feeling rough sex but i can't watch rough sex porn because it just looks so violent And that's something that a lot of people feed into. That's something that a lot of people watch because they think that, oh, this is what sex is supposed to look like. This is what sex is supposed to be. So I might as well have my sex like that.
1: Right. And so what happens in that situation is, because you you and I both have very diverse sexual backgrounds, men, women, and all all of it. So, So you get like, say, girls who feel like, the guy's supposed to pound in the death like that, and so she's afraid to tell him not to. You get guys who think, whether he's fucking a guy or girl, a, trans, a transsexual person, or whatever, you know, he's thinking the only way he's supposed to fuck is the jackhammer way. And so, then now he doesn't understand that all he has to do is ask her, how would you like me to fuck you? Hey. <laughs> it's really just that simple. You know, we're willing to stick our dicks and everything and take dick from everywhere, but the We're having all this sex, and we're not actually talking about what we're doing, what we like, why we don't like it. There's not enough. And I did it, too. I had sex with all kinds of guys for years, and there really was never a conversation of what actually pleases me. Mm. Do we fucking know what actually pleases us? Can we communicate it? We can do so much sex, but we can't actually vocalize what we're doing.
0: See, you struck a nerve on that one because the thing that really bothers me, because, you know, like a person like me, I know what pleases me and I will tell you exactly every single thing that pleases me, but would you do it? That's, a, that, that's been the issue that I've uh, come across when it comes to like hookups and even within uh, a previous relationship uh, of vocalizing, okay, this is the things that really please me, but the follow through of it, that's the issue because a lot of people tend to think that they know best of what you know about your own body Mm. that's
1: because they're they've been too mind fucked by what they think they know now my boyfriend and i had that same problem you know i was telling him i don't necessarily have to come in order to get sexual gratification out of the experience Mm. as long as he comes because i'm a big cum whore and i fetishize (laughs) cum and i like having nut busted all down up in my asshole it is very erotic for me
0: you gotta pause because uh, like not not like earlier on in this damn season I said there are such such thing as cum guzzling whores this is who I was talking I wasn't really talking about him but his people these are the people I was talking about cum guzzling whores okay I was not being offensive he's a cum guzzling whore (laughs) <laughs> it do be
1: facts though it do be facts though and, so, and there will be no shame for the cum guzzling whores if you like a, a good asshole full of cum then it is what it is and this and look cum and cum and holes only became taboo in the last century when condoms came around Till then everyone was fucking raw and putting cum and holes where it belongs i'm just getting back to the way god intended and so
0: getting back to the roots
1: <laughs> back to the roots <laughs> all the way back to africa bitch you know
0: <laughs> oh, i'm so done but I, look i'm still against it but you got you no shade <laughs> i support i don't know i just have oh. I, I just have mm-mm.
1: so i'm telling him that i don't need that but he's telling me that he doesn't feel like he's bit the job of the top or whatever You know, if I don't come, I'm like, well, where did you get that understanding from? Who in the hell told you Mm. that, you know, you didn't do a good job unless the woman's screaming all over the place, (laughs) you know, and, and, and coming and squirting all up against the wall? Maybe that's not what that individual woman wants. So it is unfair to people who like to insert their dicks in people to go at whoever this person who's allowing you to put their dick in you to place upon them your expectation of mm-hmm. what you think is gonna make them happy. Because really it's it's a selfish thing for the for the dick holder to do, the dick mm-hmm. wielder to do, because it's ultimately about his fucking ego. You know, you don't want to walk away from the experience feeling inadequate, therefore you expect a certain reaction from the person who you're penetrating Mm. you see all that thinking is about him it is time for him to stop thinking just about himself
0: Mm. so somebody better take that message with them as it relates to their relationship and this is um, going off of an article that I read recently uh, that was talking about the expectations of sex uh, and I've been saying this to uh, multiple sex partners for years uh, and I, I was just happy for the validation in that and that is just going to sex with no expectations of any outcome because when you do walk into uh, into the bedroom or couch wherever you fucking these days like it, it is what it is fuck where you want to fuck um, but like whenever you are engaging in sex, uh, if you walk, if you're expecting to hear certain sounds and those don't come up, you're going to feel as though that you're not doing what you need to be doing. Or if you expect that every single partner is going to squirt or bust, whatever it is, and it doesn't happen you're going to feel as though that you did not meet the expectations, but that's the expectation you set for yourself for unrealistic situations that you think is going to uh, represent Every single sexual encounter, which is not the case. Like, even uh, the other day, I was um, texting somebody who I was planning on meeting up with uh, who lives in Atlanta. And I'm just like, you know what? If I'm ever in the city, we're pulling up. And I just asked, you know, what are you into sexually? And they were just like, well, you know, I'm just into the typical things. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I need to know. And then that came up to the point where I I just got to a point and I was like, uh, look, everybody expresses themselves differently when it comes to sexuality, and that's cool. I just want to know what you like so I can see what our mutual likes are. If you don't, if you want to, you know, want a, a lead on that, I don't mind informing you of what my sexual interests are, what my dislikes are, what my likes are, and we go from there and see what you like within that, but a lot of people just don't really fathom that concept that there is a full spectrum of sexual expression out there.
1: Well, a lot of people haven't experienced the full spectrum of sexual expression because Mm -hmm. the thing about these apps and rapid fire hooking up, you tend to do kind of the same things just with many different people. Mm -hmm. And like I was explaining to my boyfriend when we got together and, you know, he was going through his whole phase, which I had already, you know, expired mine, but I, you know, I explained <laughs> to him that you get over it at some point, you really mm-hmm. do. And so, um, I explained to him, there was only so much time in a day. So you're either, if you're fucking three to six different people a week, okay. And I've done that much sex before, you know, I'm either going to have many different sexual partners and do the same shit, or get with one person and experiment with a wider spectrum. You have to stay with one person long enough to get comfortable to do some things. Some things require a lot of trust when you get in the ropes and handcuffs and different kinks and DDSM. You're you're probably not gonna do that with Joy Boy sixty nine from Grinder on night one let him put you in handcuffs, you know, and tie you up to his bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so you're gonna end up doing your same doggy style. They'll same blowjobs, you know, and maybe some slight variations, and you're gonna go home and then go do the same thing with somebody else the next day. Also, those apps, and I was I've been told that shit too. It allows people to hide behind them. A lot of people don't have enough self-esteem to look you in the eye and say, This is what I want. You know, a lot of people, that's why people throw their hate and their shade you know, from those private profiles and no picture. They go on there just to troll and be mean to people because it's a place where people can go and fester in their insecurities, their low self-esteem and their negativity with no accountability.
0: Mm. Child, not that you knew, you brought up the private profiles and then the hate. And now I'm thinking about all the the, uh, child hate that I've gotten over the years from random accounts that I never even introduce myself to (laughs) it's like um, even those people who might just randomly send a dick pic and you're just like okay uh, I I wasn't not expecting this or if you don't respond like oh my god that's nice you get upset No one asked you to enter into my space, no one invited you into my space, and you think that I owe you something because you sent me a dick pic, an asshole pic, which I never want to see. Uh, Some ass pics I might want to see, some of them, not all of them, but nobody asked you to be here. (laughs) Like... What what made you feel as though that you had enough power, other than audacity, sometimes caucasity, to come <laughs> into my space and think I owe you one motherfucking thing in this life?
1: Oh the oh the caucasity that <laughs> that, that reminds me. This is a little bit off topic, but. I was I was at I was in Buckhead, Georgia last week hanging out with my boyfriend's mom at the new uh Woodhouse Spa that they opened just north of Atlanta. And we were in the VIP suite in the back and there and she's black and I'm black and there was this white woman who was there out in the basic bitch area in the <laughs> non-VIP <laughs> area. The basic bitch area. <laughs> so, Well, she acted like a basic bitch after I left. Let me tell you what the bitch did. Mm -hmm. I went to go get my treatments and everything. And so it was reported to me that this white woman flung open the doors to the VIP in order to see what we were doing back there after I left. Now, my boyfriend's mom is very soft-spoken. She's not going to mess with anybody unless they mess with her husband or her children. That's the only thing that's going to make her come out of character. Me? See? (laughs) See, the, the the Caucasians know who they can pull that shit on and who they can't. This bitch knew if she would have even thought about that shit, I would have slapped her back to Europe, <laughs> she came from. Ooh, that's, that's that capacity. <laughs> back to Europe, bitch. And then it reminded me when I was in California, this going to Six Flags. This fucking white lady. These Latinas, these Latina teenage girls walked up to be with their friends a line or whatever. People do this shit at theme parks, so just get over it. As, you know, people would just have friends and shit. This white woman went and grabbed these teenage girls by the elbows to try to pull them out of line. She got her white ass cussed out. Okay. And checked is what happened. Now let that have been two white people in the vip suite at the woodhouse it is somebody black flung the door open trying to see what was going on or let that been a black person who would have grabbed or even a latina person who would have grabbed a white person and just dragged them out of line yeah that caucasity is a motherfucker and i'm tired of the shit
0: child's one hell of a drug i just want to know <laughs> How much are they snorting? Because that's a drug that needs to be on sale. Because look, I don't do too many drugs other than alcohol, but I might I might snort a little bit of caucasity every now and again. <laughs> look, if it could get me out of a parking ticket. <laughs> 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 like, that's all I'm saying. Give <laughs> me some higher pay. They
1: can keep you <laughs> from getting shot. If it can keep you from getting shot in the back while you're running through your neighborhood. Amen.
0: Amen. I smell that every fucking day. (laughs) Hey, look, I got that carcassie on the low. What's up? What's up? Got an eight ball for you, motherfucker. What you trying to do? (laughs) A teener. Oh, my God. Mm, Somebody's just, mm. Uh, nope, nope, nope. I'm not going to put that in that atmosphere. Um another thing going back on topic uh, that we discuss is the concept of being fit. Um, and just how there's so much variability in the meaning of fit, but kind of take it back and off of the media media, but the expectation of what fit looks like has become stigmatized, standardized, and all this other stuff. Uh and uh, for myself I see the negative implications most definitely on the mental aspect for uh, having a defined fitness but what's your um, what's your views on the concept of being fit
1: the spirit is telling me in this moment that true fitness is internal in two ways like spiritually
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay mentally emotionally all of those things and also medically when like say you go to the doctor and he gives you a positive bill of health, because see, here's the thing—that's true fitness. When you got your mind together, your blood work is together, your glucose levels are down, your vitamin levels. know about true fitness—the type of fitness that can make you live longer? You can have a physically fit body with a six-pack and eight-pack and all of that, and have every damn disease in the world, and be knocking on death's door, even though you don't look it. Mm or as my evangelist Nelson used to tell me when I was a hoe, she was like, you don't know what's living inside all them pretty bodies. Mm. <laughs> so, so that's true fitness. Shallow fitness means chiseled jawline, bubble bud, you know, you know, the shit you've been mindfucked to think. But, it, you know, I don't value that. You know, true fitness is what I just explained
0: to you. Mm. See, that, that makes me think about like when it comes to relationships and attractiveness and even to go back to what we were talking about earlier about you know um having having uh, relationships that are not uh, so shallow or just being a person who's not so shallow when you're not focusing so much on the physical appearance and really try to get to know a person on a deeper level regardless of what they look like or what society might think of them based off of what they look like, if you just find that person attractive, visually appealing to you, go for it. Get to know them on a deeper level because society's not going to be in your bedroom. Your best friend shouldn't be in your bedroom unless y'all got got that kind of relationship. Do you? I I don't care. Um, But what other people think about what the fuck is going on with your relationship doesn't matter. I will forever say don't worry about what the fuck is going on in my bedroom unless you're trying to come up into shit.
1: I think secretly a lot of people do want to be in other people's bedrooms. Mm. But rather than just say that, it comes out all the wrong ways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all the wrong times and all the wrong places. Child. Ooh, that's that. That's intriguing. That's, a, that's an interesting thought. Uh, well, podcast listeners, if y'all feel like y'all want, if y'all know y'all want to be in one of your friends' bedrooms, Let me know. Don't tell me exactly which friend it is, but I just want to know if you're trying to be in your friend's bedroom, like give us the fucking tea. (laughs) Do you want to be in any of your friend's bedrooms?
1: There are exactly two men who are friends, who are married to females that I know who I wouldn't mind having around with. And they might have open relationships too, but they moved away from here. So it's not like I can really pursue that or anything. Mm -hmm. So, but it's like casual. I'm not really the pursuer though. I like to be pursued by men because this bussy is too tight and too right. Oh God, Mm -hmm. that (laughs) word. Okay. For me to be trying to just, you know, force it upon a man, no. You know, Mm -hmm. I like to just bat my eyes and wink and show a little tit, you know, and he got to do the rest.
0: (laughs) I respect that. I respect that. I'm low-key with you. I don't do too much chasing. Uh, I'm a firm believer that I'm allergic to running already. And a lot of people are asking, what does that mean? I break out in sweats. So I get heavier breath. That sounds like an allergic reaction to me. Is it not? <laughs> Is that not a symptom of an of, of allergic reaction?
1: The motherfucking side effects. The
0: side effects. It's, it's, look, look. <laughs> I'm allergic to running, so I'm not chasing the motherfucker. <laughs> you try to make me sick? It ain't happening. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. So I will say this will be a great time to transition into my Never have Have I Ever segment. But for you it's going to be mostly sex questions and would you rather because i feel like everything in this never have i ever you've done so it's like no actually i might do one <laughs> i'm gonna do one all right you mean however you want to Ooh. all right now stop my uh some of my fans are already trying to uh, uh expect a show going on but the nasty hoes i support y'all now never have i ever had pity sex with someone
1: oh sure i have
0: i know i have And,
1: and i did that the night that i met a man who had literally a one inch dick and he had to wear a tuxedo condom and it was bizarre because that was i was dick you know getting dick around town so i had just left the man with like a 12 14 inch dick just getting dug out for my life and so i go over to his house and he answers the door in his silk bathrobe like he's the king of the jungle and he Took that robe off and all he had was (laughs) what? Micro penis does exist. That is the only time in my life that I have seen one, and I went on ahead and laid back and spread my legs open and let him fuck me until he came. And I was just so impressed with his high self esteem that I'm still in shock to this day, and that's been a good 20 years ago.
0: Well, I support you, Mister Micro Penis. It's (laughs) I love it for you. You better be proud. (laughs) i support you and your cause Um, (laughs) i i've had um pity sex before um and i i kind of did feel bad afterwards because it was just i felt like i used that person um and i only felt that way because the sex wasn't good (laughs) and i was expecting for a little bit more uh i won't say it was a micro penis situation uh i've had smaller that was a lot more enjoyable so it was just i just was like you know you came over here um i'm sure that 30 minute drive had high expectations for you and i kind of want to commit because you you're a cute person you're very cute and i I will give it a try i don't want to hurt your self-esteem in this moment um but now a nigga that exists today if this mofo hit me up it was just like no fam uh like if you want to suck on a titty we can do that jerk off we can do that but um the fucking side of things is just not going to if it don't fit (laughs) if the glove don't fit <laughs> you must acquit as they say and I'm acquitting motherfuckers out here you're not getting locked up not with this one <clears throat> now
1: <laughs> would you
0: rather gavel has been banged
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh god so would you rather mistakenly send a dirty text message to your boss or mistake- mistakenly send a dirty text message to your mom Oh, that's depressing
1: <laughs> let me say i don't have a boss anymore but i suppose i would have rather send it to my bosses that i've had before because i wanted to fuck many of them so i uh, could get out of
0: it you know for me i'm slick on the boss side of things too not because i was attracted to um to my former um, bosses but one, it almost happened one night, I was like super drunk, and um, I, I already don't send nudes, um, but I was about to uh, text something nasty to somebody, kind of one of those pull the fuck up, I'm waiting on you, kind of things, and I had to double check, and I was like, oh, this is the wrong person we're not trying to see you tonight <laughs> i don't want to see you during nine to five i don't want to see you afterwards so yeah that that almost happened
1: yeah but we didn't need to get the right person
0: I always get the right person double check y'all double check <laughs> <laughs> always double check <laughs> so a sex question that i just pulled what hot spot other than down there excites you the most
1: nipples
0: nipples are oh, you a nipples guy
1: yeah and i showed them to you when you were on my show i guess you need
0: a reminder now he showed me his nipples again everybody he's rubbing himself <laughs> now he's shaking side to side i'm done <laughs> oh speaking of which as he mentioned before that episode's up y'all motherfuckers might as well go watch it so y'all can see his nipples as well so y'all can enjoy it <laughs> Love the nipples, y'all. Love the nipples. Uh, I will say for me, the I, it's 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 my ears. If you are sucking on my ears, licking them, I don't care what it is that you are doing over there. Oh, you got me. You 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 got me. We fucking after this. <laughs> <know>. It's it's <laughs> it's happening. I don't care. It's happening. I'm already turned on. You had me at the whisper. <laughs> like. You know, I I should try having sex to the Whisper song. No, I think about it. I never tried that. That would be interesting.
1: Even add it to the bucket list.
0: Mm-hmm. To the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say that is pretty much the episode. So, Devannon, do you have any last words that you would like to share with the audience? Any tips, tricks, anything like that?
1: I would say is this world, you know, is entering a a very intense time of transition just to remember, um, and I'll quote words from one of my favorite David Koss songs, you know, as long as you are breathing, you can start all over again, Mm. so don't be afraid of a
0: brand new day. Mm, I like like that a lot. Um, What, um, not what about, another thing, don't forget plug your shit so everybody will uh, know where to follow you if you are on social media i know you follow me today on the igs uh if you want to share that info too but whatever you want to share let people know how they can support you uh again purchase his shit from his shop because the shit is looking great over there and also get his book
1: i keep all my my call to action is really simple just sexdrugsandjesus.com that's where everything is all the social media my blog the books i write there's even a link to down under apparel at the bottom of the page under my recommendations strictly speaking it's down but uh sexdrugsandjesus.com, you know has everything in it and the book comes an ebook paperback hardback hardcover audiobook um and there's a link on there on the website and you can buy it in other formats i mean from other vendors so if you hate amazon you know it's not just at amazon you know it's, it's at many different vendors but through the website you can pick the exact vendor in the exact format that will take you right to it and everything so you know i'm an easy hoe just Man. express i don't
0: have time for these complications i support <laughs> <laughs> well on that note thank you so much for being on the podcast Evan. and i really do appreciate it love you so much uh cannot wait for our next episode which is going to be about stis motherfuckers yes we have another one that's coming up y'all better be learning you better be fucking learning if not assume the motherfucking position i said what i said All right. On that note, thank you all so much for listening to the Holy Holiloquy podcast where we step out and speak about sexuality. Just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode.